You're listening to the North Canton Chapel podcast. Thank you for joining us today. The North Canton Chapel exists to make much of Jesus every day to everyone. It's our prayer that this podcast will equip you to do just that. We believe that there's nothing like the church united together in gospel community. We'd love if you'd stop in and say hello in person if you're in our neighborhood. Our gathering times are at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Thank you again for joining us today. Let's listen in. Well, good morning, good morning. Everybody doing okay? Excellent. It's a good day. So exciting. Um, we started out, I, um, I was reminded by a quote, reminded of a quote, by a fellow named Woodrow Wilson, who was our president, like once upon a time. And uh, he always said, if you need me to speak for an hour, I'm good to go right now. He said, but if you need me to speak for 10 minutes, he goes, I'm going to need like three days to prepare. And so I say that because I can't stand a shortened message. It's so hard to get everything across. So um, our morning being abbreviated and things being a little bit different, um, where we're going to go for the next 20 minutes is going to be a little bit quicker, um, but that's okay. Uh, We are NCC. is kind of one of these equal parts, like State of the Church Sunday. It's like a family gathering. It's a little about what's going on. It's celebration. There's all these things that sort of come together. And um, incidentally... I really love that the hinge of where we just were with everything with baptism and everything we get to see God doing, and then where we're going to go here in just a minute, I love that we're going to hang on that phrase, he will hold me fast. Anybody feel the, the chaos of the world in the last several years? Anybody feel like the carousel has just gotten faster and faster and a little crazier and crazier? Anybody feel a little less stable, a little bit less secure? maybe the last few years, and that truth, he will hold me fast. That is the goodness of the gospel. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on uh, in North Canton Chapel. We're going to celebrate some things that have happened. It's just good to see you guys today. So what does it mean to to belong to a church? I was thinking this morning, um, just while we were out in the lobby and kind of huddled up, just thinking about the goodness of God to give us the people of the church. We say this all the time, that the church is not a, a building, it's not a place, it's not an event. The church is people. What does it mean to belong to a church? I believe, like down in my shoes, that you have a place in God's church because God has a purpose for his church. And that's what we're talking about this morning. And for what it's worth, I don't know that that's necessarily here. I know some of you here this morning, you're here celebrating baptism with your family. I know some of you this morning, maybe you're watching online and and North Canton Chapel is not your home church yet. I know some of you are going, well, you know, we'll see what's happening with church world and maybe this is home. I don't know. And that's all fine. I don't believe we're the only gospel preaching church in Stark County. I don't believe we're the only gospel-preaching church in North Canton. I do think this is a great place to be, uh, but more than anything, what I want you to know, in a lonely world and in a scattered world and a tired world and a world that is just spinning in its own empty momentum, I believe you have a place in God's church because I believe God has a plan for his church. And this morning, we're going to get a glimpse as to what that is. So our, morning, uh, or our morning this morning breaks into three kind of chunks. First, we're going to take a look at when we say we are NCC, what does that even mean? Like, who are we as a church? We're going to take a look at our staff in just a little bit, and I mean this to introduce them to some of you who maybe not, haven't met them yet. We're also going to talk about our congregation. Who are we as a church? What's that mean? 
The second piece of our morning in just a little bit, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be successful as a church? What is God's plan? Like, does he actually have a vision for a church? And how do we get it wrong sometimes? Because I think that's the, that's the catch. And then last thing, where are we going? What are we chasing after? What are we excited about? And specifically, this is where we're going to be going uh, this fall. We're right on the cusp, we're right on the seam. School is about to start back. <sighs> no amens there, kids, huh? Like, students are like, no, I'm out. <laughs> Summer was great. So we're going to talk about what's right around the corner. So first, let's do this. Who are we as a church? I want to introduce you to our staff. So Riley, go ahead and put that up. Here's a picture of our staff team, and we're going to walk through who, all are, who are all these amazing people and what do they do here? And uh, how is our staff team structured? And again, this is something that's a little bit of a family business kind of a moment, but we've hired some staff in recent months, and I just want to make sure you know who they are and what they do and why their jobs are so important and so cru- crucial to North Canton Chapel. So this is everybody that's up there really in, in no particular order. Um, it's kind of exciting. I want to make sure that today you get a chance to pair names and faces and, and, and passions and burdens. And so let's take a look at our family ministry team first. Our family ministry team is actually, if you just look at the teams, they're our largest team. And we're going to go through who they are in just a minute. Um, but one thing that I want to encourage you with, since 2018, okay, so this is pre-COVID, 2018, Our family ministry, and I gesture like up there, up at the top of the ramp, has grown 60%, which is incredible. In 2018, there was about 150 kids and students back there on Sunday mornings. Right now, it's about 235 back there, which is unbelievable. And so I get excited about that because when I see that, I see not just the church of tomorrow, I see the church of today. And so who are the people that are kind of running the ship back there? Judy McClintock, Family Ministry Director. Judy gives oversight to all of our family ministry programming. This is from birth all the way through 18. All right, we'll talk more about family ministries again later this morning. Austin Hovermail, our newly hired student ministry pastor. Austin's been here just a few months. It's already blowing and growing back there with him. It's so exciting. Roger Fout, who's our middle school director. You saw Roger this morning, and I don't know if you caught it, but Roger had the opportunity to baptize his son, Kavi, this morning too, which is an awesome thing. So, yeah. Also, Kay McComb, who's our preteen director. Now, that's an exciting little piece because... There is this gap in churches a lot of times where we have like children here and we have students here, but there's this gap in a lot of churches where like not every child who maybe makes it through children's transitions in. And so Kay's role is super critical. I don't know if you know this, but youth ministry has gotten younger in recent years. And so Kay's responsibility is to have an eye for that bridge between those two places. Cassidy McCann, who's our newly hired elementary director, Elena Conroy, newly hired family ministry administrative assistant, and then Roe Hoover, who's an administrative assistant for student ministry. This is an amazing team, um, and there's a ton of potential up there. And, and talking with Judy, um, when kind of pre- preparing for today, I said, Judy, what is one thing that you want me to tell North Canton Chapel about how we think about family ministry? And she said one thing I just absolutely loved, um, is that we know every child and every student. And I love that because what that tells me is that this isn't about numbers and this isn't about just like hash marks and filling up classrooms. Every child and every student matters to God and so every, every child and every student matters to us. And so that's just a quick little glimpse into our family ministry. Next, 
Let's hit our group life team. So group life, Alex Cook actually just shifted, a lot of you know this, from student pastor into group life and missions. Now, if you know Alex at all, Alex is always like driving this like line between how do I get people connected to something and then how do I mobilize them? How do I get them going to do something? And so this is Alex's passion. We're going to talk a lot about group life here in just a minute. Alex serves with Christy, who's our part-time women's ministry director. And I have a lot to say about group life. So we're going to hit pause on that for just a second because we're going to come back. They have a lot coming up this fall. Let's take a look at worship and creative team. Micah and Miles, these two work together. Don't they look like brothers? I can say that because I don't think either one of them are in the room. I think Miles is, is manning the online controls right now. So Micah and Miles, here's what I love about the way these guys lead. And I want you to hear this. Um, we serve a five-generation church. And we're going to come back to that in a minute. Worship in a five-generation church is a tough one. Because you're trying to do this. Right? And so what do we do? What's the common denominator? What are they shooting for? And what I love about the way that Micah and Miles both lead is what we do is based on God's word. That's what I love about that. And so you hear that song, Jesus is better. There's so much of that that's just so biblical. Great is thy faithfulness. So much of that that's just so grounded in God's word. We are created as worshipers first. And so that's where these guys are driving the bus. Admin and operations, let's hit this one. So Dave Short is our executive pastor, Nancy Martindale, financial manager, and Linda Jarka, our administrative assistant. I'm going to talk about Linda first so I can embarrass Linda. (laughs) We were talking this last week, and I absolutely love the fact that when you call the North Canton Chapel or you ring the doorbell, the first face you see is Linda Jarka. Linda is incredible. God has put her with this amazing intentionality to be that front face of North Canton Chapel. She's so good at her job. We joke all the time that, like, if Nancy wasn't here, this place would implode, and that's absolutely true. Uh, Nancy has an eye to all of the ins and outs financially, and then even beyond that, organizationally and structurally, Nancy has her eye to so many things. Um, she's just such a crucial part of our staff team. A lot of people ask, what's the difference between Dave and I, and how do we function as lead pastor and executive pastor? Um, And I know Dave's not here this morning. He's actually homesick, so hopefully he's watching. Hey, Dave, I'm going to embarrass you. Dave Short is such a gift to the North Canton Chapel. Dave is amazing. Um, Dave has a very close eye to things like budget and staff and facilities and operations, Um, And he does so with the heart of a pastor, which I absolutely love. And so Dave's not just a gift to me personally as a lead pastor. He's a gift to our staff team and a gift to our church as a whole. Um, We talk about resources and admin and, 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 and these kind of things, operations. Resources matter because people matter. Little things like we're talking about repaving the parking lot coming up this fall. We know we need to do some of that stuff. We had a generous donor bless us with a new sound system, and we're taking a look at our HVAC. And some of us look at that. We don't even think about that stuff. But those things matter because people matter. And so that's where this team is going. This is the next one is a new one, online community. And uh, again, the little insider track here is if you call him Matt, we know you're just brand new here. His name is Brummy. Um, here's the idea here. I deeply believe that connecting with your church online does not make you a second-class Christian. COVID made this happen, and we know it. We're going to talk about that again in just a little bit. We had to go online, and you should see, if you guys remember, like a couple of years ago, I've suppressed it. 
that first Sunday in March where we had to go online. It was me and Dave and Brummy and Micah in Dave's office with like a cell phone, you know, and so many of you guys were watching online. We're going, how are we going to get through this thing? And don't you remember when we said, we've made the decision for the next two weeks to go online, right? <laughs> and we're like, we thought it was such a heavy thing. Look at what the Lord has got us through, right? Here's, here's what Matt has an eye toward. Matt has such a great eye toward welcoming people and, and helping them engage the North Canton Chapel in ways that are natural and intuitive to them. And so we believe that if we're going to take who we are online, that you deserve to have a pastor online. We can't just send you there and have you watch something. We want to have a pastor there to help navigate some of those transitions for you. And so that's a large part of Matt's job. Next one, this one I'm really excited about, and I know he's here because he's sitting in the back, and I'm going to embarrass him too. Um, John Mangrum, who's our pastor of care and counseling. Uh, We have seen this as such a giant need in the life of our church and in our community. Everybody deserves to be known and loved. And so often in a church of our size, it just doesn't feel that way. It's just hard. It's hard to know, gosh, who do I talk to? Who do I bear my burdens to? Who can come alongside me and shepherd me through this dark time of my life? And so I'm so excited that John's here. You're going to hear more about John in the coming weeks and months for sure. So, This is who we are as a staff team. You can throw it all back up there. And that's who is here, and I'm so excited about, like, the seats on the bus and who's sitting where. But I want you guys to help us out with something, and I'm going to try and fly through this. Next slide, Riley. We want to know who you are. So maybe you're like me, and you look around on Sunday morning, and you're like, goodness, I don't know who, like, 20% of these people are. This is like a brand-new church. We're going to talk about why that is in just a second. Um, Here's what we'd like your help with. And I know that in an age of like data and, and information, the stuff gets a little spooky. But we want to know, like, not just who you are, but phone number and like contact information. If you're in the hospital, we want to call you. We want to email you when we have things going on. Some other things we just like to know beyond that, just the basic stuff, is do you attend in person? And so obviously for those of you that are here right now, the answer is yes. If you attend online, how often do you attend online? We want to make sure that our online experience is consistent with our in-room experience. A couple other things we'd just like to kind of know a little bit is when you watch online, there's five options. What's the most important thing for you? Is it worship? Is it the comments and interaction? Is it interaction with a pastor? Is it I'm here for the preaching? Is it I'm just, I like to keep in touch with the announcements. Okay, last little bit on this one is maybe you have a need that you're going, hey, I I want to raise my hand and go, I need to meet with a pastor. I'd, I'd like to have some counseling. Or maybe you're saying, gosh, I'd, I want to serve. I want to get connected with a group. Or I want to get connected with one of these missions opportunities that you guys are talking about. Um, so if you guys wouldn't mind, if you could text SURVEY, I won't have you pull your phones out now, but if you could text SURVEY to 833-285-5206, um, it's going to take you right to this place, and you can just punch that information in, and then we're going to take all that data and we're going to sell it to the highest. No, we're not. No, we're not. It just stays in here. Um, Here's the catch, and just to let you know kind of how we're thinking about this. Um, A good friend of mine, a good friend of a lot of you, James Talbert, who's pastor of Citizens Akron, he made the comment once about North Canton Chapel that this is the largest small church you're ever going to attend. And I love that because it's beautiful, right? This feels like warm, and it feels like family. But the truth is, like, we're almost back to, like, pre-COVID numbers on Sunday morning, which is exciting. The challenge with that 
is we just don't know who some of you are. And so if you would help us as a staff serve you, um, just by taking a couple of minutes, just text survey to that number, and uh, that would help us out a lot. So that's who we are, and we want to know a little bit more about who you are. So what drives us, though? This is the second question I want to ask this morning. God's Word gives us a really clear glimpse into the life of the early church, and it's a window into something that I don't think we can ever be, ever be too far tethered from. It's this beautiful picture of what the church can be, what the church was, but I believe what the church can be again. But there's three things that the church is not, and I want to hit this really quick because I think this will be clarifying for us. Three things the church is not, and then we're going to get a glimpse into what the church is. First, you can't measure the health of a church by metrics. I just mentioned that we're back to pre-COVID numbers, and I threw some stats out there, and that's great. But there's a very real temptation in our world to measure the health of a church by what I will call the three Bs, which is buildings, budgets, and bodies in the room. And you go, man, if we're looking at those three things, gosh, we're doing great. Like, this makes sense, right? If you're looking at a business, that's how it works. A plus B equals C. We've done some facility improvements here. That's great. Our budget is awesome, and we're growing numerically. So therefore, we must be healthy, right? Not necessarily. Maybe. But that's not what church health is about. It's not by metrics. It's definitely not the three Bs. It's very tempting to look at those things because they're very tangible. But I think God has something else for us. Second thing a church is not, a church is not just about survival. And let me put a really fine point on this one. I think given the last couple of years, um, there's a very strong temptation to look at the church and go, gosh, if you're still here, (laughs) you're good. You guys know some of the statistics about pastoral turnover in the United States. Um, Some of the statistics say that if your church is about 70% of where you were pre-COVID, that you're doing really well. Survival, great. Is that what God wants for his church? I don't know. I think he has something bigger than that. We had five lightning rod events in our culture in the last years that have turned our culture on its head. George Floyd and the racial tensions that emerged out of that. The widening and deepening political divide. COVID and how you responded to that. The redefinition of sexuality into non-binary genders. And then we have the last one, most recently, is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And this is me. I think all five of those lightning rod events have kind of conspired to create what I call the great church shakeup. And what that meant is if you were ever dissatisfied with your church, you were watching for how your church would handle all five of those events. And I'm not so naive to think that some of you are here this morning because you were dissatisfied with how your church handled those. Or maybe... You were watching how we were going to handle those and go, eh, let me see how we're going to do it. But I think God has something more for his church than simply survival. Last thing the church is not, the church is not simply preservation. I said this last week, but it's worth saying again, like, we're not here to live like back there. If you were called to 2022, if you're alive here in 2022, that means that you've been called to 2022 to impact 2022 with God's gospel This time, this way, this culture, this people, this place. So what does it look like for a church to be successful? And for this, we're going to end up in Acts chapter 2. Go ahead and watch the screens behind me if you like. We're just going to read this really quickly, and then we're going to talk about what this means for us. Acts chapter 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread and to prayers, 
And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Here's what I love about this picture of the church. I love how simple it is. Don't you? I read that, and I'm in a living room. I read that, and I go, gosh, this is just such a simple, like, irreducible core. It didn't feel like an event. It didn't feel like... How are they responding to this, that, and the other thing? Who are these people? These are people whose lives have been changed by Jesus and just live for his purposes. And that's all it is. This is a very basic, almost primitive view of church. Can't you see it? You look in the rearview mirror, it seems like that was so long ago. It was like so hard to get back to that. But I think this is still God's vision for his church. It's a group of people who are devoted to Jesus, living their lives for his purposes in whatever way he calls them to do it. Church is actually very simple. Sometimes we make it very complicated. Sometimes we let our culture drive what we think church ought to be. Sometimes we let ourselves drive what church ought to be. And here's this beautiful picture It's almost like a little snapshot or like a Polaroid for those of you who remember what Polaroids are. And you see it and you go, that? This was like the maternity ward. This was like the the room where the church was born. And this is what it looks like at its infancy. It's people who love Jesus and living for his purposes. And that's what it is. That's what we're shooting for. Doesn't mean tearing structures down. Doesn't mean like, oh, everything's just gonna, no. Being very, very clear, Christ and his kingdom first. When we say we exist to be the church who makes much of Jesus every day to everyone, we never come too far tethered from Acts chapter 2. That's the people we're called to be. So I want to take the next five minutes or so, and I want to run through what's coming this fall. Um, And some of this is going to feel programmatic talking. um, But for us as a church of about eight or 900 people here in North Canton, Um, There's some ways where we can recover some of these things that are true of the church in any time. So the first thing that I want to call you to is family ministry. You've heard me mention this, that our family ministry is exploding. The church is called to make disciples. And if you want to make disciples, the next stop for you is family ministry. I'm telling you right now. There's a ton of need up there. It's grown 60% in the last few years. We are way past where we were pre-COVID. And I want to call you to step into family ministry. Your next step is to contact Elena at ncchapel.com. She's our family ministry admin. And so part of what that means is she has her eye to this. I want to encourage you, please step out. Next thing I want to let you know about is our membership matters class. Now, one thing, if you look in the book of Acts, you go, well, it doesn't seem like membership was a thing. It actually was, because they knew who the people were. They were a part of each other. They had life on life together. And so maybe you're sitting here going, ah, I've been on the fence, and I don't know where North Canton Chapel is on some stuff. I'd like to learn a little bit more. This is your next step. It's coming up in September. Um, You can join Matt Brumfield with the rest of our team for Membership Matters. I just want to let you know that that's coming.
You've heard a lot about these, these grace and truth groups. Here's the subtitle. Conversations every thoughtful Christian should have about faith, sexuality, and gender. This is obviously tied to our upcoming teaching series called Holy Sexuality. These groups are going to be following that series. We've actually hit pause on our regular discipleship rhythm called Rooted, which is something that we're doing every fall and winter. We hit pause on that um, because we didn't want to take away from the opportunity to connect with this. When I say that we live in 2022 and we want to equip you for 2022, this is part of what we mean. Um, that, that, that subtitle says it all. Every thoughtful Christian should have about faith, sexuality, and gender. And I want to encourage you, um, don't let the fall go by without checking these things out. They start up in October. This is going to be an incredible blessing for you. Next thing I want to let you know about that's coming has to do with group life. And you go, well, maybe I'm not like, I don't know if I want to go there yet. I don't want to talk about faith, sexuality, and gender yet. I just kind of want to see who else is here. Um, and so maybe you want a men's group or a women's group or a Sunday morning study group or one of our community groups that happen during the week. These are those places that feel more like living rooms in Acts chapter 2. If this is your only experience of North Canton Chapel on Sunday morning, listening to me preach and just doing the thing in the room, you are missing out. I'm just telling you, you are designed for more than what this can be for you. All right. Next thing I want to hit really quick, connected in Christ. You heard me mention that we are a five-generation church. Often in church life, it's not very uncommon for a generation or two to feel left out. We don't want that to happen here at North Canton Chapel. And so if you would consider yourself a senior and you're out of your mind, if you think I'm going to list an age on that one. We want to let you know, worship and fellowship is happening Tuesday, September 13th, 6 to 8 p.m. And I happen to know there's a lot of us on staff that are playing a part in that, and that's all I'm going to say. So if you want to be a part of that, please, please stay connected. Next thing, Rooted. I told you we're going to be doing this. This is coming up in January. And the reason we want to say it now is if you are brand new to Christ, and you're going, gosh, I don't even know what it means to follow him. I don't know what it means to read the Bible or to pray. I don't understand, like, what is the church? What's this supposed to be about? I want you to keep your eyes open for Rooted that's coming in January. This is something that you're not going to want to miss out on. This is a 10-week discipleship experience. All right, just a few more I want to hit very, very quickly. This is super exciting. Uh, we believe that mission starts at your front door. So you hear us talking about all these great trips and teams that we got to send. We're going to get to those in just two seconds. But I really believe that you are called to impact your neighbors and your neighborhood. And so we have funds that have been set aside that if you know neighbors who need groceries, you know somebody that just needs like spare tires put on their car, you need somebody that needs mulch in their flower beds and you just want to bless them in that, get together with a group of your friends and you can take advantage of this missional grant opportunity. These are funds that have been set aside to eliminate the barriers for you to go live on mission. And they're there whether we spend them or not. And so we want to equip you to go do these things, to live generously, and to bless those around you. Speaking of mission, we got a couple global opportunities coming up. In 2023, we're going to be heading back to Nate and Rachel Stone in the Dominican Republic. That's one team we're going to send. Another one we're going to send is to, oh, there she goes, Michaela. And uh, Michaela is also in the Dominican Republic, not related to Nate and Rachel. They just have the same name, and they happen to be called to the same town in DR. So that's another team we're going to be sending. Also, we're going to be sending another team to New Pine Seminary in Cuba. And there we go. 
Now here's the deal. If you want to be a part of any of those teams, take that survey that I, sh- I, I sent to you and, and just check that little box and say, yeah, I think I want some more invite or I think I want to know a little bit more about that. So that's where we're going. There's a lot happening. I don't want you to lose, I don't want you to lose focus. I don't want you to miss out. My word in dropping Acts 2 for us today. I want to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Don't make the mistake of thinking that a church is about all the metrics, all the things that are just happening, all the things you can grow. Don't make the mistake of thinking that a church is about survival. Don't make the mistake that a a church is about preservation. The church is about Christ and his kingdom first. Last word, and then we're going to turn our hearts to worship again. We say this all the time. We exist to be the church who makes much of Jesus every day to everyone. When you hear me say that, it's because that's all I got. (laughs) There's really nothing else. There's nothing else I want to talk about other than what he's done for me. And I hope you're the same way. Let's pray together. Father, we do say thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for what you have done. We look in the rearview mirror of our year. God, you have been so faithful. You have never let us down. You've never let up. You've never left us alone. Lord, I pray not just for our church, but for anybody who would call themselves a Christian in North Canton and Stark County and in Ohio, Lord, and beyond, Lord, that your kingdom would grow that we would stop petty alliances and these small things, but we would focus our attention on what you have done. Lord, we love you. Bless us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the North Canton Chapel Podcast. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please share this episode with your friends or spread the word on social media. If you subscribe and leave a five-star review, It goes a long way to helping us make much of Jesus every day to everyone who hears these podcast episodes. You can also donate to this ministry at nchapel.com forward slash give. Thanks again for joining us. May you go out into your places and spaces making much of Jesus every day to everyone.